And welcome to Films Like the First Time, a show where at least one of us hasn't seen a film that the others think is, it's a travesty that they have not seen. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nick Madaragas. I'm Amanda Davila. I'm Dave Musto. And this week we're talking about a movie I didn't see. I feel like that's a theme. You know what's weird is, and in the last episode you tried to call me out on it like I hadn't seen a bunch of the movies. Turns out that Dave and I have seen the exact same number of movies on the list, and you have seen about 20 less than us. I've seen all the you know movies really we're seeing, seeing and you guys have seen people. all the shitty ones. Well, you know what's really, <laughs> what's really strange is I was looking at that same list, and more often than not, I have seen the same movies as Amanda than I have I, seen you. That's the weird thing. Like You two have very similar tastes, it seems like, versus me, who has seen a lot of... like. 2000s indie films and stuff like that. Um, I I begged. Well, I just didn't put those on the list because those aren't really like. Well, yeah, but the ones that I put on the list you haven't seen. So, I mean, different indie films, I guess. Yes, but I'm right. just saying. Like, I kept the the list for the for this is. Uh, I feel like we've been going way too recent with our picks. I don't know. There's some real we classics started with on It's there. a Wonderful Life. Yeah. That movie's All right. from the 40s. <laughs> that is probably the old, well, that is going to be a top five oldest movie that we ever do on this show. I don't know. Casablanca's on the list. Uh, yeah, but has anyone of us seen that? I've seen it. Nick has. Oh. See, I don't- Nick's I, seen a lot of old movies yeah, that yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah. 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 I'm being the, the youngest guy, guy here, you, you, have the, you have the oldest man taste. Yep. I'll take that as a compliment. You taste like an old man. I've been told this. I've been told this before. <laughs> uh, so this week we are talking about, um, I would say, the breakout film of Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. I don't Labyrinth. think that that's entirely fair. Okay, what would you that say would probably breakout be like film is? Blade 2, when people really knew who he was. But he look in America. In America, in America, maybe I'll give you, I'll grant you that. Yes, because he he had some very popular films in Spain. I'm sure he did, but yeah, this is probably the first one, at least that I knew who he was. Yeah, same. Um, that I saw by him, <laughs> I knew him as the guy who directed Blade Two when I saw this movie. <laughs> 
Fair enough. I didn't. I didn't ever go. Oh, who directed this movie after watching Blade Two? Well, I definitely no. Didn't it's either. just because Blade Two was the coolest visual one of the three. That's fair. It was a. Gr- it was a good movie, but I, yeah, he definitely I, had a very um, distinct vision for the vampires that came back later in yeah. The Strain, which was a terrible TV show, but a really good trilogy of books. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about the glory days of Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, we'll talk about Pan's Labyrinth, which got a bunch of not. Oh, we weren't going to talk about Pacific Rim. I like. Okay, I like Pacific Rim. I actually have never seen it. I so. did too. It was fun. I think Charlie Day is fantastic in it. Um. So there, and it's got it's got Idris Elba in it. So what else can you do? I don't do? know what I've been doing with my life. I don't know. It's pretty fucking weird. And, if you haven't uh, seen it. What's his face? OG Hellboy. Oh yeah, yeah. Ron Perlman's Ron in it Perlman? for a hot minute. Yeah, that's not anything. <laughs> it's only he's only in there for a hot minute. Also, Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy was a lot better than the remake. Yep, yep. Oh, that remake with David Harbour. I, as much as I uh, okay, let's talk about Pan's <laughs> yeah. Labyrinth. Yeah, because I can go on a tangent about David Harbour. Um, all right, so Pan's Labyrinth, this very uh, <laughs> imaginative dark fantasy film that takes place in. Uh, like just post Civil War, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, opening shot is of. I would consider this a dark fairy tale. Yeah. Oh, it's very much a fairy. tale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that fits within fantasy. Well, you said fantasy, but just like specifically fairy tale. Okay. Because there's fairies. Is that why? And tales. <laughs> Were there tales? Who had a tale? This is a big tale. Who had a, a tale? Tale to tell. It's a- oh, T-A-L-E. I'm also pretty sure the fawn had a tail. The satyr? Yes. Yeah. Pan. Pan. Well, <laughs> he never says he's Pan. He's not, but. Well, I mean, I think he is, but mm-hmm. I don't. He never says he is. All right. So we, the first shot we see sets the whole tone for the movie, which is literally the shot of Ophelia dying in reverse. Yes. Which is like, well, fuck. That sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing we see is her riding in the car with her very pregnant, very unwell mother, and... Her mother was never really, never seemed all that pregnant. Like, she didn't have a big belly or anything, but she definitely... It's okay, Dave is cracking himself a beer, we're fine. Um, but she definitely did not seem well. From the onset of the film. Oh, I knew she was pregnant right away. I didn't. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like it was... Well, well, you just said very pregnant. I don't know. When I think of very... Like, she looked like she was about four or five yeah, months pregnant. Yeah, I guess it didn't look like she was, like, yeah. driving a yacht. Exactly. No, but she basically looked like somebody who, or, you know, because of her overall wellness, looked like somebody who definitely should not be traveling. And and when you hear that, usually it's like you're eight months pregnant or something mm-hmm. like that, where, like, you're not allowed to fly, where... I mean, she the was she was significantly pregnant. She was um, enough that spoiler: the, the baby survives. Um, what happens later? Anyway, one of the things I noticed right away is I have to pull over because she's unwell and needs to stop to be unwell. And Ophelia immediately is like, "Oh, mom's sick. Okay, whatever. Oh, the woods." And like, this is something that we see quite a bit in this film, where it just seems like. She cares about her mother, but not enough to, like, worry about her. Well, I mean, her whole life has been displaced to this, to basically the front lines uh, of of a war. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't, can't imagine she's too thrilled by this. With some random man that 
Call him father. He's not my father. No, and I get that. <laughs> but but at the same time, like she's a kid. She yeah, is a kid, I said but the same she's thing. I was like, she's like, a kid. Kids can be very empathetic. I don't want to use that as a, as an excuse for her. And she has that too. Sometimes, but it's very selective. She uh, just didn't go into, I guess, caretaker mode, maybe like you wanted her to, or like some kids would if their mother was very ill. She kind of just stayed she, in kid mode. And she's probably like to get to the woods, and it's the first time where she's like, hey, something that's not this carriage <laughs> with my sick mother. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I this this place, like, me, you know, I'm not thrilled about being here, but maybe there's something here I might, you know, but also, get some enjoyment out of. If we're to believe that this is a tale that is taking place in reality and not in the imagination of a child, which they leave that up to interpretation. Oh, for um, sure. She, you know, if she is Princess Moana, she's just drawn to these things and probably can't help herself. Maybe. I mean, if she is in fact the reincarnation of someone who does not belong in this world, she would be drawn. To yeah, but they also the woods and the, the fairies the, the, and the things. The story at the beginning about the princess and how she became human contradicts that a little bit, in the sense that it was her choice to like go into the human world and experience and be a part of it that caused her to, to do this. Anyway, but she also may have no memory of. Well, not she obviously <laughs> doesn't, but the, uh, um, sort of like the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the movie. I'm just basing that on <laughs> comics knowledge. Fair enough. Uh, so then we see they get there to the camp with the, which is this town that they t- the army took over, um, where the captain is and Mercedes is Mercedes is there, <laughs> um, and Ophelia goes and finds the labyrinth. And you see this stone figure. Actually, the stone figure might have been on the road. The now stone figure was on the road in the woods when she with wandered the, with, off. With the eye with missing. The eye. And I'm like, is this a reference to Odin? It was my first thought because the one-eyed figure. Um, but and to be fair, there's a lot of references to a lot of things in this movie. Mm. So I could have been right. could have been wrong. It I'm not positive. Really it didn't pan out that way. Mythology. No, it did not. Um, which is fine. I'm okay with that. That's not a problem. I think it was you know, intentionally. Stop defending yourself. You're you're like getting really like no, it's not that's a wrong wrong decision. You got like, real mad at me for criticizing Ophelia right away. No, it's just that, like no, it's not even that. I'm just throwing out you know. You're very dismissive sometimes of of, of possibility. They're films. I, I don't even know what you mean <laughs> by just that. Like, like just like well, maybe this is like. And you're like, hemming and hawing, like, what? You don't know. <laughs> you guys are mean. You guys are mean you to me. You don't know. Me. It's a rural, <laughs> rural mean to me. Um, Immediately, I sniffed out that Mercedes was a spy. Oh, of course like, she did. I'm like, I, literally, my right after the archway, this that archway I like is on this, and then I put, his notes as though this is, is, is Mercedes a rebel spy? I mean, they're, they're written in order. It's not like I reorganize them after I, ta- I watch the movie. Meanwhile, this is the third time I've seen this movie on the rewatch, and I just completely didn't realize that Mercedes was a different person than her mother the first oh my god I yeah I could see that I could totally see that <laughs> I was like totally oh wait that. that's not her mom that's right. like 
the nanny maid. Oh, person. this is able-bodied mother. Right. I also put my, in my notes pretty early. I'm like, I feel like mom is dying sooner than later, which she did die later, but it did. Like, I knew <laughs> the, she wasn't going to survive. Well, well yeah, the writing's on the freaking yeah. Capitan was an asshole. Dude, he is a piece of work. Though magnificent chest hair. Eh, you know, it's... it's under so- different circumstances, he could actually be attractive. But under these circumstances, he was disgusting. Oh, he had uh, <laughs> he had resting dick face. Oh, well, he was a terrible human. And they, they let us know that very mm-hmm. early on. Oh, right away, where when he basically calls Ophelia luggage. Well, and what's interesting is, and this is, I went down a little bit of a... <laughs> quote a unquote rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Um, Not a toad hole. I, no, after <laughs> after watching the movie, because I, you know, I knew that there had been a Spanish Civil War. It was the reason a lot of artists left Spain, like Picasso, uh, Guernica. One of his most famous paintings is about the firebombing that happened in the Spanish Civil War. Um, but this is very anti-Franco, who was the leader of the people that actually won the Civil War and. He led the country up into the 70s, and then he, he installed a monarch that was his, pre- like, you know, he put him into place, and like, this is going to be your king, and that lineage is still in Spain today, and so, I, I don't know, like, Spanish, like, the, the enough of Spanish politics to be like, oh yeah, this was really edgy, but at the same time, it does feel like something that Del Toro was like, I'm going to say this thing, and even if it gets me in a little bit of trouble. Hmm. Um, because he puts the Franco regime in very dark light, which if you look it up, like Franco was very much like Mussolini and Hitler in a lot of ways, even though he distanced himself a little bit trying to, you know, play it safe. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but not all that gutsy of Del Toro if the, if he's going to like throw out a message. I mean, you're talking about something that happened. I mean, essentially, the empire, whatever that means, mm-hmm. is always bad, and the rebels are always right, the good guys. Right, but my point is, is that <laughs> there, there are still traces of the Franco regime in Spain today, and so it's not like you know they ever l- technically left, fully left power, and so to do something like that in a country that is still kind of run in, by that is gutsy. I mean. Like Oliver Stone, JFK, Gutsy? Oh, God. I don't want to talk about JFK. That movie's fucking nuts. Um, Just no, a similar sort of Well, and thing I, think, I think when we look at it, I think we have privilege as Americans in the sense that, uh, you know, from the get-go, the foundation of this country was based on the ability to say, hey, I don't agree with this, right? Um, a lot of countries have not had that privilege. And so we got to take our own American viewership privilege out of that when we think about those things a little bit. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I and once again, I don't know the entirety of the political situation at the time that he made the movie, or even right now. Yeah, but it does. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it it does feel like it was very much like I'm going to say this thing, and it's not the first time he's dealt with this time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I uh, can't remember which. Was it the orphanage? No, place? no, that's uh, no. That I mean, older, something though. something before he did. It was another one of his. Spanish only movie. Mm. I can't remember which one. Weird that he decides to make his movies in Spanish. I think it's called right. The Devil's Backbone. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I I've seen heard of that too. Um, one of the things I wrote down, and then I, now that I think about it, it's even funnier because uh, I wrote down, why do so many bad guys have an obsession with watches slash clockwork? Um, here's the thing. This is why I am so uh, 
vehemently against punctuality because <laughs> you never see a really g- sweet, good person that's all about punctuality. It's always a Nazi. But then I thought about it more, and I'm like, just, or just a now. a Spanish Nazi. We mentioned Hellboy, and Hellboy was one of those movies that has a bad guy that's clockwork. <laughs> you know, it, it, is, it, it is funny that you mentioned, because, yeah, uh, you know, the one thing I wrote from this, period, this part of the movie is, uh, you know you're a bad guy when you dress like that. When you dress like that, and when he's literally looking at his watch as they're arriving, and like, clicks it shut, and is like, you're mm. however many minutes late they were yeah well we had to stop so your pregnant wife could puke sorry man i don't want to tell you is the baby okay exactly we uh, then we have a conversation with the doctor and the captain um where like the captain's like talking to them like you know make sure the baby's safe blah blah blah. make make sure my son is good and the doctor's like what makes you think it's a boy and he just goes don't fuck with me I guess my question about this would be, when the hell did she meet this man? Much less get impregnated. Was she like on the Spanish USO tour? Well, she tells that story a little bit at the dinner party and then gets in trouble for talking about it. They knew each other before. She worked at at the tailor shop, I think it was. I don't remember what it was, but they did say that they had known each other before before she got married to the man and had a kid and whatever, and then they reconnected again. And then they reconnected again. Sorry, I'm looking at my co-hosts and not directly at my microphone because it's <laughs> fucking weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it was yeah, it seemed to make all the guests at the dinner party a guest that you would talk about. He's such a charmer. Yeah. How could you not right? reconnect with them? I mean, geez. I you know <sighs> this woman I just, I didn't like her. So I, I just the mom. Yeah, just because, like, I can see why she, wouldn't. she knew, she knew, like, who this man was, and she was so well, pathetic and desperate. I guess, like, to be so lonely that you're like, yeah, I'll marry this guy, I, even though I, I know he's a piece of shit, just because he has money. Not thinking about. I don't think it was the money. I think it was survival. I think she saw the writing on the wall. Well, that's and what I mean like, by money. But like, I can't, he, she had a place to live and food in her stomach and like whatever. I don't think it was about her though. I think it was about once again, uh, Ophelia. Okay, like, well that's stupid because he hated Ophelia, and you knew full well he was yes, going to but beat her and abuse her. If she chose not to go with him, he would have a once he had decided he would have a killed them. Or B, they would have had to run off with the rebels, and they were going to be—they would have been dead anyway. Like it's—it's—it was a matter of survival. She goes, "This is the only option for my family to make it." She never had to get together with him in the first place, though. You don't know. We yeah, we don't know for sure that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it. Oh, what now I you're just the one going. Nick. <sighs> you don't know that. There's always a choice, but it's also. A different time. Putting yourself in an abusive situation. It's also a different. It's also in a choice. different time period and a different culture. Yeah, that is true. Um, even I think both sides have in never, Spain at that time were not definitely run by Game of Thrones. Like like shit like that doesn't happen in there constantly. You know, Game of Thrones isn't real. Right? Yes, and but you know, it's also kind of based on medieval. Yeah, a lot of actual historical stuff was incorporated into Game of Thrones, including the incest. So. <laughs> Then we get the whole uh are they are they rebels or are they are they hunters uh conversation 
with the old man and his son, who the old man was out hunting for rabbits. Ah, uh, yes. This is when we learn beyond a shadow of a doubt that the captain is horrible. And we also learned that Guillermo del Toro has no qualms with gore. No, he does not. Because he showed us that kid's face getting punched into a pulp. Yep. Like, with a bottle. Didn't turn it away. With didn't, like a bottle of Riesling or yeah, something. That's what it looked like. Didn't, didn't probably Tempranillo or something because yeah. it, they're in Spain. It's but. just the just the long skinny <laughs> right. bottle. Right. Oh sure, like sure. But like, uh, yeah, didn't they didn't pan the camera away at all? It was just just full on bludgeoning a face into a soupy mess. Well, we needed to let everyone know how terrible our it, villain right. was, and, and the fa- and the fact that he does it so abruptly and with no. No real provocation or, or, or yeah. anything. Right. Yeah, that's that becomes a theme with the captain where he only kills people who are unsuspecting. Uh, you know, just either not paying attention, don't like it, the context doesn't uh, mm-hmm. call for it in any sort of. <laughs> so no reasonable person can ever really see it coming. And then yeah. they find the rabbits, and just like you motherfucker. Um, and then later on, he tells the maids to to make a stew. <laughs> No, no sense in letting those rabbits go to waste. Right, those murder rabbits. I don't think there's any uh, grocery stores near there. And then, um, outpost. That's the word I was looking for. We get we get, after that we get a the bedtime scene, the first bedtime scene with Ophelia and mom, and Ophelia wakes up and the stick bug is there because it's not a pixie or fairy yet; it's a stick bug. Um, it's a really big stick, and bug, it's though. huge. And mom already looks dead. She literally looks dead laying there next to her. I literally put, is mom dead already? Um, and then we get the, the, the leading down to the labyrinth and down into pans or, yeah. What I liked in this, uh, in this is not something we, uh, necess- but I, I watched this while having headphones on. So I guess I noticed it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but when the, uh, when the bug is underneath the bed, you just, you you don't just hear, but you feel the clicking bass. Oh, it, it's just a rumble. Nice. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, she follows uh, the leader down to the labyrinth, and we see, as I put it, a funky satyr uh, appear, which is pan or not pan, whatever. And never pass up a and funky. Yeah, every all the creatures in this movie are, even though it's a fairy tale, they're all. Kind of creepy. They're funked up, for sure. I mean, she's supposedly the princess of the underworld, so that kind of makes sense. Right. And I kind of pictured it more like, because uh, they play, he plays fast and loose with mythology in this, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, underworld just meaning afterlife underworld, right. not hell. Well, I kind of thought of it still. as like winter fae versus summer fae. Yeah, I like, can see that. she would be winter fae royalty, I, if we're leaning into like traditional mythologies. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, then he gives her a quest, basically, of three tasks that she's going to learn about. And she has to accomplish these tasks to be able to go back to her royal place in the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, kind of, that's been around, you know, since Greek mythology, the, the hero's quest, the hero's journey. So that was a pretty simple, like, oh yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, oh. And then we get to uh, the next day when she's got to take a bath, and mom's made her the new dress and all the things. And my note was, these windows at the bathroom are fucking awesome. 
Yeah. They were I really just noticed cool. how gross the bathroom was. I was like, <laughs> it's got this beautiful giant claw footed tub and then all this rotted tile that's falling off. <laughs> right. Um, so we get that. She's got to, you know, they're like, you got to take a bath, blah, blah, blah. She looks into the book for the stuff. We also get a, a shot of Mercedes cutting potatoes and putting the knife in her apron. Mm-hmm. What's weird about that to me was she did it with half a potato still not cut. It's like, what? Well, that's her lunch. There the, you go. The half a raw potato? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. They had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. Well, now you mentioned the thing about, you, you mentioned the, the nice tub and then the the I be, mean, the whatever, tile. wherever they're staying had been a very nice home at some yeah. point. Yes, and that was, the, I think, the point. Yeah. I, well, this was like a commandeered, like, like old or, palace, almost. Yeah, Not like, quite palace. Well, or but. somebody was either displaced, imprisoned, murdered, yeah. whatever you well, want to I feel like it was like an aristocrat's farm. Like, because it, like the, the main home was very nice, but there was also a lot. It was a complex, and there was definitely a working space because there were barns and, and outbuildings. Stuff and, Plus, I mean, the yeah. whole stone labyrinth in the garden and stuff. Like, that's, that's something right. rich people would have had. So yeah, and a couple things happen. So then we get the the smoke in the the woods from from the rebels, which I'm just like, what? How long have they been rebels? How dumb are they to like leave a trail of smoke from where they? Are? I actually thought of a real person. Oh yeah, uh, uh, this um, more more uh, more happiness with this story, uh, <laughs> but it was a guy who. Uh, had blown up his house and he like he he killed his wife and daughter mm-hmm. and decided he was going to live in the woods, and he probably would never have been caught, except for the fact that they had an idea as to where he might be based on like power lines if he was using mm-hmm. using okay. power and then but but like he had this perfectly like otherwise. Uh, camouflaged whole like uh, encampment. Yeah, it, but dumbass he is. He had a fire. And, oh and well, yeah. Just so. Yeah, that's something like I don't know. I've there read are ways you can build fires that, that are smokeless. That, yeah, that are smokeless or that right. the smoke that's doesn't thing. raise straight like, up. Like if you saw what the rest of the guy did, you'd be like, wow. And then. I mean, even Lord of the Lord of the Rings talks about not burning fires at night so, so the smoke doesn't. Well, this, and this was in the middle of the day. I think. Right. Well, this was in the yeah. middle of the day in the in this movie, but, but also still. a lot of the rebels were not were not that smart. They were literally just villagers. Well, I get that, but so. I, it's not that I don't think they were smart. It just it felt like they weren't. Like it seemed like he's been vexed by these rebels for a long time, and. For me, if there have been gorillas in the woods for that long, you'd think they would have learned not to set fires. Well, they yeah, also they stick to the got caught <laughs> and left their antibiotics behind. But yeah, it was one vial, and I could see that. That, see, it was that a whole seems, package. Was it the whole it package? It was that whole package. And I thought it was just, just a vial. Out a vial out of the package. It was the package that the doctor gave well, I know, Mercedes. I know it was the doctor gave him. Gave him. I thought they only lost one vial. That's my bad on the that. The whole package was laying there. So. so then we get back to Ophelia, who's decided to go on her quest, and we see her wearing the dress that Mom made, and it is 100% Alice in Wonderland. Like, it's got that white apron on top of it. The color's different. Like, it's a green dress instead of a blue dress, but it is 
just full on like he's going Alice in Wonderland on this, um, mm. which makes sense because then she does go down in into a tree into what in Alice's yeah the toad hole or, or the rabbit hole. Um, yeah, I'm like ah, there's the tree. Does it have a rabbit hole? I literally wrote that. Um, well, she takes off the dress yeah. to try to not get it filthy. Yes. However, and hangs it on a branch in the wind. I will, and I notice it later. Like that dress got real muddy for just being blown into the mud. <laughs> well, I we don't know. She was clearly in the tree for quite a while. Quite a while. I think yes. a storm had come through and it had gotten blown in the mud and then rained on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw how muddy she was when she got out. Well, yeah, she. Well, the toad hole. Yeah, it's was, not some was, like was, thick was... burlap dress or something yeah. like that. Like it's gonna seep right through that sucker. Let's talk about the toad though, because that like I knew he was gonna tongue the bug off of her because that's mm-hmm. what toads do. But he was real gross looking. He was very gross. And all of that for a key. And then he turned inside out, which didn't make him any. He vomited himself inside out. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Mm, beautiful. I kind of it was for me. It was like everything he ate kind of burst out of him. Like eh, we're taking it back. Blech. It was real gross. It was real gross. Yes, I had actually completely forgotten about that scene. My husband and I were watching this together, and he's like, "I don't remember this at all." <laughs> I don't know how we forgot this because it's real gross. Yeah, and I did put her poor poor dress. Let the rain like I'm like let the rain wash it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that would have gotten it done. Nope. <laughs> but also, once again, like, it, it, I, I, and I don't remember exactly what happened here, but my note was her, her disregard for her mother's feelings is a bit alarming. Um, it just, and I think part of it is she knew how important this was to her mother and all of that, and it just feels like her mother's feelings and safety always played second fiddle to her own need to to her curiosity and we see that even to her own detriment of her own safety later on she in this instance i definitely don't think she realized how long she was gone sure she was definitely like ah shit this dress is all fucked up i'm gonna get in trouble but she definitely i think gets defensive when she knows that she's done something wrong that's just her nature is to just be she's kind of a shitty little kid like yeah, she gets to. She can't take responsibility when she makes mistakes. Yeah, and we'll we will get to that later too. Yeah, but it's uh, it is a little disturbing that she is that cavalier about other people. Um, she's a princess. Yeah. So then we she gets sent home. She the gets sent to bed 16. without without dinner because she's been shitty. Um. And then we get uh Good, none of those murdered rabbits. Right. For her. Was uh, this the um this was the big dinner scene where all the guests came over. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah where yeah. they were talking talking politics and the conversation about how they're cutting everyone down to one ration per family yeah. as they're passing around this yes. marvelous feast. Yeah. The, yes, yes, they were. Um so yeah, then we we get uh, Pan giving her a piece of chalk uh, for 
the next thing, and I immediately Won't you was make like, "Make a door." Well, even before he said that, like he gave her the chalk, and he's like, "You're gonna need this for the next thing." I'm like, "What oh, is she gonna make? She's gonna make have to make a fairy ring or something?" And then yeah, the door thing, which I'm like, "Oh, Beetlejuice," um, mm-hmm. but we get that a little bit later, and then Beetlejuice. Well, making a door out of chalk. Beetlejuice. Yeah, um, you know, like in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. So then, mom has what looked like like a full on miscarriage to me. Like she bled a lot. I don't know how that wasn't a miscarriage, but it was a lot. Um, I was just like, Whoa. and then yeah, Pan comes back and is like, "Hey, by the way, you haven't done the second task yet." And she's like, "Well, my mom like was, my mom's like sick and stuff. She was like bleeding out of her vagina a lot." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, but you know what? You're blah blah blah." I'm like, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah, the uh, our our friend the satyr is not not very nice. Well, and I put down... She's not very nice the entire time. She trusts... And we get the reason at the end a little bit, but like... We do, but still. But she trusts Pan... She trusts Pan a bit too much is what I wrote down. Yeah. It's like, she's just taking everything he says as as verbatim is like, this is what it is. And I'm like, really? I mean, that would lead one to think that this was all in her imagination to begin with. Right. It It it, definitely could be. Like, trusting so implicitly, well, well, it's easier to do it to yourself. Yes. And th- then that's when Pan tells her to draw a door. And I literally, I'm like, draw a door? Is this Beetlejuice? <laughs> um, and then we go into that 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 feast hall. Oh, and this is where we meet Mitch McConnell. Yep, eyeless Mitch McConnell. <laughs> that's literally the note I have on here. Why does this dude look like an eyeless Mitch McConnell? And she unlocks that little door and pulls out the fattest fucking dagger I've ever seen. I think it was like a full-on triangle. I like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then they're they're leaving, and Mitch McConnell's still sleeping. The three fairies well, are leading her out. She's been warned. Yes. She's been warned. Don't eat anything. anything. Touch nothing, or you will regret it. And what does she do? She picks up one, like, over-round, gross-ass-looking grape. I mean, I thought they mouth. looked good, but still. I don't know. I thought what, they and, and as she's picking this grape, the fairies are in her face again telling her, <laughs> do not, do not, do not. And she just waves them away like, whatever. <laughs> so she eats one and then goes for a second one while Mitch McConnell wakes up and is like, <laughs> coming after him. Eats two of the fucking fairies. Like This, yeah, she... Mm. I was so mad at her the first time I watched this, the second time I watched this, and I was pissed off at her all over again. Like, bitch, you were told. You were told. People are there with you right now, telling you right now, and you caused them to get murdered. Well, they're not people. They're still living things with a consciousness. We don't know that. (laughs) So she's, she's trying to escape her and the one remaining living fairy, and she breaks her chalk trying to draw the door back where it was, and then she has to, like, prop herself up and draw it on the ceiling, and I'm like, why didn't you just fucking draw it on the floor? Because she's dumb. I'm like, why did you pick the surface that was the hardest for you to reach? I don't know. Why do why do people in horror movies run upstairs? <laughs> and go, hello? Fair, fair enough. Go Anybody in, there? Or go into the shed full of saws. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, but it is, it's like a very dumb moment of her. It's like, like, why wouldn't you just like, oh, oh, look, hey, I can just draw it anywhere. I can draw a fucking door anywhere. I have a piece of chalk that I makes doors. I don't know, doors. maybe she figures she wants to get topside because this is... Underneath somewhere, yeah. yeah. 
And if she drew it down, she might go down farther. I don't know. I like <sighs> trying to get to the surface of water. But it's also the quickest escape from what from the thing that's coming at her. So yeah, right into hell. Sweet. Well, she's the, she's the princess of the fucking underworld. So go for it. There you go. Um. Uh, uh. Oh, and then like Mercedes spent like a day and a half with the rebels. Like she overnighted with them and then came back in the middle of the day. How do people not notice that? I mean, I'm sure some of the servants knew. Like, did she live at the house? I think so, because the captain's like, and she's obviously a close servant to the captain. That was the other thing too: is does she live there, or does does she get to go home? Like, yeah, there's. I think she lives there. I would think that she. Like, if if, she just said, "I'm going into the village," or whatever, like maybe it wasn't questioned. What village? Wherever all the hell the rebels are coming from. They're in the woods. Yeah. There's no... There's got to be a village she, somewhere. They're, they're, well, she probably, I think the people used to work at that they, farm. I mean, there yeah. might be just some servants' quarters or something. Yeah. There she she right. may not live in the house, but she probably she lives right yeah. there. She feels like domestic staff. Um. So, yeah, I feel like her presence would have been like... like she, There was no point where she's like, I really got to get back, guys. <laughs> like, come on. Um... Oh, and then, because uh, Ophelia is still complaining to Pan about her mom's un- unwellness, Pan gives her mandrake root. Ah, uh, yes. Which is another mythology thing that Huge pops up. Huge in mythology. Um, periodically. And my note was, mandrake has both helpful and harmful properties. I wonder which will happen here. Maybe both. Um, and I also noticed, this is like the first time she's shown like real legit regard for her mother in this film. Um, and then we get the uh, the the sneak attack. We get the choo choo chain broken down as a distraction, and then the attack on the locked storage barn in the compound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, man, I love these rebels, but they're dumb. I mean, a lot of rebels are like they they're literally just people. They're not military. I get that. Organized forces. They're like, just people. It was very clear Ophelia gave them a key to the lock thing. They unlocked it, left the lock there, unlocked, you mean not Mercedes? broken. Mercedes. Mercedes, sorry. Thank you. Mercedes, like, what? You're giving away that somebody, you have an inside person by doing that. Like, I, it's, I, w- it's, I thought the same thing. I, mean, I, I was like, all right. You, all the. It is really peculiar to go through all this effort to sort of uh, subvert your uh, subvert your your enemy without their knowledge just to sign your work at the end yeah <laughs> right I mean it li- uh, and not to cheer for fascists because that's literally who these people are the the the, the military here the, the fascists but like wow I mean of course you're losing <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, and then yeah, we get the captain who, after they've captured the one guy, start to torture it, torture him, and like just mutilates that guy's hand. I'm like, that is not a hand anymore. Um, well, even just the cruelty of, I'll let you go if you can count to three without stuttering, knowing full well, yeah, he couldn't. Oh man, that was brutal. We also get uh, mom getting sick again. Turns out that. Uh, Ophelia did not keep up with 
putting fresh milk in the saucer for the mandrake. I mean, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> it's too much. We got to go on adventures. Well, I don't know. Maybe milk is not so uh, readily available for her. Maybe it's on a taller shelf somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not like they have refrigerators. And then the mandrake gets burned. You can kind of hear it screaming as it burns. Kind of hear it screaming? <laughs> okay, you it, can definitely hear it screaming. Yeah, and I'm like, oof, oof. Yeah, and, that, and that's the part where I, I felt like the captain should have at least been like, what hey, is that? Uh, yeah, because like, okay, so you totally skipped that she's been doing this and right. the captain finds it. Yes, he does. Sorry. He, captain <laughs> finds it and is like, what the fuck? Um, what is this witchcraft? Voodoo. Um, but yeah, that happens in the mom. And throws the mandrake in the fireplace and the mandrake just starts screaming bloody murder like yeah it's not you can sort of hear it the mandrake starts screaming bloody murder yes and as the mandrake dies so does mom basically well not yet so then he goes back because he brings he the one thing he gets from uh because mercedes kills no she immediately no starts having serious pain she does but we don't get the, the 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 birth yet because what happens then is we have um she goes into labor into very yes, distraught labor but before we get the actual labor we get mercedes kills the guy in the shed while the captain is yelling at ophelia then he comes back, sees the doc because the doctors or no, the doctor, the doctor kills, killed the guy in the, the shed. The doctor kills the guy in the shed, doses him to death. Then the captain comes back, sees that the vial of antibiotics matches, like in the doctor's case, matches the vial he found. And the doctor's like, "Well, I'm just gonna fucking walk away and leave, <laughs> like a badass, just walks away." And he gets shot in the back and keeps walking. Like a motherfucking badass. I mean, he knew, even without the vial, like right. the fact that the doctor was brought in essentially to heal the detainee enough so that he could continue being questioned. Right. And instead, he euthanized him. Well, I mean, yeah, and it, which didn't necessarily mean he was a rebel, but it meant that he was merciful to him and didn't listen to the captain. But then when he found the vial, he was like, oh, he's a rebel. But the captain, I mean, I think he would have... But here's like listen a, to me no matter what kind of thing. Even uh, if he's not part of the military and doesn't actually have to take any orders, I that kind of I wondered about that too. Like you know, it's a very authoritarian. It is. Uh, it's an authoritarian it is, regime. It so. is. But just like thinking about that, like the doctor isn't part of the military. Yeah. So technically, he doesn't have to do any of this. No, he does in that in that in, in that society. It, it, yes. Knowing the alternative is yeah. whatever. Like. Legally, he doesn't. It's kind of like the yet. same thing where, like, the Nazis are marching down your street. You better salute, mm-hmm. right? Um, that shot of him walking and getting shot and continuing to walk within this very grotesquely beautiful film was my favorite shot in the entire movie. I think. Yeah, it was just that moment of him. Like, A, first turning his back on it, knowing that it, he was writing his own death sentence, getting shot in the back and not even, you know, missing a stride and just kept going. He did pause for a second. The, the briefest of pauses, though. And it was just perfectly I, I done. I like that it wasn't the, this, like, long protracted. Right. Uh, well, just the way it was shot. Like, you, you hear the gunshot goes off. He stops briefly and then keeps going. So you're kind of wondering, like, was that it, a was, warning right. shot? 
And then you oh, see I, the jacket fall open just I didn't even, enough. I didn't even. I didn't even have the thought of a warning shot. I, I thought. I thought about well, it. He knew. Like what I was think that happen. was the intention, right? But but yeah. it's it's a wonderful shot. And then I'm also like, you dumb motherfucker killed the one person there that might be able to save your wife and baby. <laughs> like you're so stupid and because of your ego, your ego and and rage just cost he, you. He can't help himself. He has. He sees someone's back to him. He has to shoot them, <laughs> or turn them around and punch their face in the mush. Um, like it's so brutal. It's like, oh, stupid. He's not he's even so gonna stupid. see this coming. It's too good. Um. So then uh, we find out that's when the he's like get the get the get the medic from the from the, the army crew right and find out mom did not survive but the well, baby did. But first, as that guy goes into the room, he says, oh, "If yeah. you have to choose, save my son." I was so not surprised by that line. I'm like, of course he says that. Why? Of course well, he, he does. We but yeah, all I knew mean, he was going to say that. That's just the final like. Yeah. Didn't really care about her at all. Well, and Ophelia heard it. Save my son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yes, Ophelia heard him, and that's kind of when she was like, all right. At the same time, it's like, he's already called me luggage. Like, yeah, but she's living in her own fantasy world. I don't know how much attention she's paying to anything. Oh no! Well, I think she's made up. She long made up her mind that this guy sucks, yeah. and I'm not going to have anything to do with him anyway. Right. Well, Beyond just the usual, not going to like my stepdad because I'm not going to like him. Like he yeah. actually sucks. Yeah. He does. Then after the baby's born, we get this whole thing of like a him. He knows. He kind of knows now that Mercedes is a spy. Um, she's getting ready to, to leave. He's he thinks he has these moments of thinking like Ophelia's a spy. I'm like, she's a fucking child. What are you talking about? What are you like? Well, he's paranoid. Yeah, I know. I get that. So I I think he wants an excuse to to kill a kid. Well, that specific kid. I mean, especially now that like she's his stepdaughter. He doesn't like her. He doesn't want her. What 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 to do with her? She she is was never anything to him in the first in the first place. And now the one person that would connect him to her is gone. Is gone. So so Mercedes getting ready to leave. Uh, Before she can go, though, she gets summoned to the to the barn. Of course she does. Um. And he's like, no, nah, I know. Never a good thing. Right. Um, and like, his re- like, he's like, you can leave the room. And he's like, you sh-? like the guard is like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, it's just, she's just a woman. Yeah. I'm like, you stupid fucker. And then this is where Mercedes is stupid. She stabs him, slashes his face, and doesn't finish the fucking job. I was actually proud of her for stabbing him multiple times too many times in those scenes you see the woman eh, and they do it one time and then they let go of the knife and then they run away at least she slashed his face and stabbed him several times before taking the knife with her and running away I, and i get that but i mean she had a little she, paring knife like there wasn't she could have slit his throat she could have. She could have made him choke on that potato. There's only so much damage that little paring knife. She could have gouged out his eyes. Like she, she could have done a bunch. She could have pulled out that raw potato <laughs> and made him sw- and potato. made him try and swallow it. There you go. But yeah, I'm like, she, or you potato him. You just right. Um, throw it in a throw it in a I don't know stocking and whap whap. 
So, like, she runs off. Uh, she, like, her escape it was so weird. Like, the when, like she walks by the guy and he's like, okay, whatever. And he's like, wait a minute. Huh? <laughs> right? Um, she gets away. Uh, she goes to go get her brother, basically. And we see the shot of the captain trying to sew, or sewing his face back together. Mm-hmm. And I loved all of the visuals but this one bothered me because i'm like how is he not bleeding it was yeah there was no real gash like it looked like he'd already healed like the joker yeah it's kind of weird it was real like it was just it's very weird that this is the same year as the dark knight too oh wow yeah that's interesting well later they yeah he sews it back together and then puts a bandage on it, and then he takes a shot of whiskey, and you see the. Then you see the blood come out. I'm like, well, through. that's a blood thinner, thinner, you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's literally. I think I put that in my note. Um, but uh, yeah. So, and shouldn't you have done that while you were doing it, or shouldn't you have been drinking while you were sewing your face? I mean, at least to try to sanitize it a little bit, or and yeah. to maybe dull the pain Anesthetize. a little bit. Right. Yeah, kind of. Kind of late in the game for once you've thrown a bandage over. Well, it. like they gave that one guy whiskey before they cut his leg off. One of the rebels. Yeah, that the antibiotics were supposed to go to, and then they fucking lost An- them. Another then- moment where the, he left the camera on there just a hair longer than most filmmakers would. Yep. Um, which is just wild. Uh, Ophelia gets visited by Pan again, and Pan's like, "Oh, you fucked up. No, you don't get to go to the underworld." Just mm-hmm. like what? She's like, "Oh yes," because she said. I had an accident. Again, not taking ownership of the fact that she did what she was explicitly told not to do, which was eat some stuff that got the fairies killed and got her locked in there. She, I had an accident. I had an accident. You didn't have an accident. You just didn't fucking listen. Yeah, you fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory did, you mm-hmm. stupid ass. Um, and he's like, well. I'm more of a violet, I would think. Well, I just meant the book. Yeah. Far more right. caustic. Uh, yeah, it was like a violet or an Augustus gloop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> stupid. I just wanted somebody to say Augustus gloop. Augustus <laughs> gloop. So uh, Pan's like, well, I'll give you another chance. Get your brother for me. I'm like, get your fucking brother for me. That's weird. And she's like, but he's in the the office with, with the captain. How? And Pan's like, well, you've got that chalk. And she goes, oh. Oh, yeah, I can make a door. So then we see her in the room, and she sets the chalk on the fucking desk. Of course she does. She's stupid. <laughs> I'm just like, you stupid, stupid, I know stupid she's a kid, girl. but she's she's stupid. She's been surrounded by stupid for too long. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nobody, nobody's giving her a good example as to- How to survive? Do anything. I was. Well, I mean, the captain's probably the, is probably the best example as as far as survival. And, it's, and he's a terrible. And human. it's uh, shoot people in the back, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, cut cut open my wife now that she's uh, very vulnerable in this position, and uh, she can't do anything to stop it. I will say that she did do one thing smart. She dosed him with her late mother's. I'm guessing laudanum. Yeah. Uh, whatever, some sort of opiate. <laughs> That got him, ooh, yeah, loosey-goosey high. Well, she, I mean, yeah, I, it was kind of fun watching her put a few drops, because, like, her mom had taken, like, two drops or whatever, so she puts the two drops in. Right. And then squeezes the whole vial in, and then just dumps it in. <laughs> squeezes that whole vial in. Uh, so <laughs> she grabs the kid and, like, escapes, because he's like, 
wobbling all over trying but to shoot again, her. But again, she turns and sees her standing there. She's just fucking standing there instead of grabbing the kid and immediately leaving. Or if she had kept the chalk going out a magic door that he couldn't follow. Or that. Right. Yeah, I mean... Just standing there, looking at him. She's not smart. Draw another door where there's a potato. (laughs) Would you stop at the The potato? The potato door. I like it. (laughs) Roast him, mash him, put him in a stew. (laughs) Um, So then she she goes with her brother to the labyrinth, and Pan's like, oh... Yeah, now you gotta stab your brother. Oh, <laughs> why is, yeah. Why is Pan Kool-Aid, He's Well, he's like, you gotta <laughs> sacrifice innocent blood, but then he tells her just a few drops, like you don't... Yeah, but she's still like, just I a, can't... Just a finger prick. I'm not stabbing a baby. I'm not that dumb. Like, and... He's like, I've been watching you. <laughs> Are you sure? I think you might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so then the captain shows up, and you're like, well, yeah, I see where this is going. And he shoots her because he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he, why wouldn't you shoot a child? Yeah, just shoot a little girl. It's fine. Um, and Was as she at she, least facing it, <laughs> was she? I don't think she. I don't think I don't so think either. She was. I, I, I think, think she he literally shoots every back. person in the back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the rebels show up, <laughs> and I'm like, and the captain loses just like a fascist. Um, and then we get the blood. Dripping, and we like we see her die, and then we see. I mean, we see her dying, but we also see the captain when he realizes he's he's caught, right? Right. And it's like the one, as awful as this human is, it's like the one human slash humane moment he has where he doesn't. He gently hands over his son, like he knows this is it. He doesn't try to protect it and have it have to have him wrestled away. He doesn't right. want him to be hurt. He gently holds him, hands him over to Mercedes, and is like, you know, please tell him that his father. And she's like, no, I love fuck that. you. <laughs> he will yeah. never even know your name. And then he gets shot in the face, right in the fucking face, which was beautiful with a potato gun. <laughs> Yeah, and then we then Mercedes watches Ophelia die after that. Um, and then at the very end, we get the one shot of the flower blossoming from the tree. Um, and it leads to the question, is this real or is this just fantasy? Can we talk about the thrones in the underworld? Because sure. those have always freaked me out. I didn't really clock them very well, so I don't. Well, they are uh, like 50 feet high. And there's no stairs or anything to get to them. Well, I mean, They're just magic. like 50 feet high. It's a magic land. You I know, but it's it, you didn't even notice that? That's but, something that's always been weird to me. I, you just need you chalk. I, I, made it, I was under the assumption that like her pre-human form was like some giant. Could be. But they're sitting way up there. They're little. They're little. They're not huge. Well, it's because it's the higher up, the more the prestige. I guess. I mean, but she- the the queen is her mother, like looks just like her mother, but with white yes, hair. And the yes. king, we have to assume, we never see her father or anything, right. but probably yeah. is her dad. Her father was a tailor. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. And I like that as she's sort of, her breaths are becoming less frequent. It's not, it's like, 
she's dying to make this other world to breathe life into it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and also, yeah, they tell her that she actually passed the final test because oh, the yeah. final test was not a few drops of an innocent's blood. It was to not sacrifice an innocent. Well, and some would argue that, I, and I had that thought like right before she got shot. I'm like, is she technically the innocent? Mm-hmm. Right? Even though I think in this movie she's not She's an not innocent. really innocent. <laughs> she's kind but, of a shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that didn't surprise me, but I also understood like, yeah. I'm Pan's like, oh yeah, that was the whole test all along. I'm actually nice, not a grumpy yeah, fucking he's goat like, man. Remember when I screamed at you and told you you were an idiot? Just kidding. Good job. <laughs> Mitch McConnell actually works for us. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Um so yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it is it real? Is it fantasy? Honestly, I again this is I think the third time I've seen this movie. I saw it in theaters when it first came out and then watched it again somewhere later. Mm-hmm. Um and for whatever reason, those first two viewings I just took it at face value, like she is Princess Moana, and she went back to the underworld, and this and that, because that's kind of a theme with Guillermo del Toro. He loves having death in the afterlife be a happy ending. He's done that in a few movies. Um, I would say that it might be a happy ending either way. This is the first time I, for whatever reason, considered, oh, this may just all be in her head. This may not be a fairy tale. So, I don't know. And I was leaning, and maybe it's because I'm older now. Maybe I'm just more jaded now, but... Fair enough. Yeah, I guess I... I my, me too. I think I've, I've seen this. As, this was my third time. And I think this time was the one where I was like... It, it almost feels like this is... You, you, whatever you choose, that's like your preferred ending it's not really what you think happened because either is equally plausible mm-hmm. uh, and i think before i wanted i wanted <laughs> it to just i don't know I, I don't think i ever actually wanted it to be real yeah but but i, I mean, it's definitely a nicer ending but if it is yeah <laughs> But I choose to look at it now more as like for Ophelia, how what does she choose? And she chooses to obviously for many reasons, you know, for one, her actual life was far from inspiring. Uh but she and and she lost her mother. And I think in that in that moment, she's like She's yeah, she she may have created this entire thing just so she has something to feel like she was the hero in. But it also sort of dovetails too perfectly. Yeah. For that for it to be completely fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it starts off with her and her storybook. So this may literally have just been something she read about. And just she sees that statue in the woods, and that's kind of what kicks it off. Like, oh, this, this is, this is this. So this is my new. I, I guess escape. what I, I guess what I mean, like, so like my, I guess my preferred overall ending is she is, she did pass. She, she has been, mostly because the stuff with the captain, the and the and the, his son being taken is too good for me to not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair it, enough. Not to not accept that that could have happened. Well, I think that part was but, real. But, and 
it's not that the. Hmm. I mean, I definitely think the the Maybe. rebels taking the sun and all of that actually happened. That was the I, real world. But, but that's a thing. I'm not entirely sure that this other thing is fake or not. Ah, uh, God, I don't. It's a tough. It's a tough question. I mean, it's definitely meant to be left open well, to interpretation. I will. I'll give you my take on it in the sense that. Um, I've seen a lot of ambiguous endings, pretty famous ambiguous endings. Shane, uh, if, if you haven't seen Shane, which I doubt either of you have seen, nope. uh, classic Western, we don't know if the, the if Shane's alive or dead at the end. We see him leaving oh. on a horse in the sunset, and I, some people say yeah, he's slumped know, over I've dead. Heard, I've already heard name. this uh, yeah, yeah. on um, uh, Married with Children, I think. Oh, that, or, that or doesn't surprise me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. There was something where there's, people were debating There's Shane. that. Uh, there's obviously Inception. On whether you think he's out of the dream or not. Ah, uh, yes. Um, there's. I, I care about that even less. I actually, I think, in in that that one, I am actually a believer that he does get out of the dream. Um, there's the Wizard of Oz, where it's oh, and you were there, and you were there, there and, you and you were, there, were there, which actually lines up with this quite a bit in that sense. Is it her imagination, or? Did, Did it actually, actually happen? Does, yeah. Um, but in this case, I in I tend to go with the the more optimistic approach. But in this case, I think she, it's all in her head. Yeah, I do, and I think American Psycho is another ambiguous ending. And I think that's why the pastiche of all of the things, like it references to Greek mythology, R- Roman mythology, uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, it's just an amalgamation Narnia, of all the stories right. she reads. Wizard of Oz, like it's all amalg- ma- amalgamation of her stories. Yeah, so I think that is the evidence to me that this was in her head. Mm. Yeah. Plus, she fucking annoyed me in this movie a bit. So for yeah, for the both the protagonist and the heroine, she was kind of shitty. Like I, I tried to again understand that she's just a kid. But still, yeah, yeah, she made a lot of bad choices. Yeah, she wouldn't be an adventure scout for sure. No. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on the movie before we move on to rating it? Um, I mean, I do still really like this movie. I think Guillermo is a master at visual world building he's got Mm -hmm. such panache and such a distinct style where everything is beautiful yet macabre which is the person that i am i really appreciate his aesthetic and sensibility with that um so yeah i highly recommend this movie and it is in spanish uh and it also has the Catalonian accent, which hurts my husband's ears. It doesn't bother me as much, but I can hear the lisp. Um, but yeah, just just if you haven't seen the movie, um, it is in Spanish. Just it's, beware. It's much better than the last thing I saw that was in Spanish, which was uh, that. Was that the terrible thing that you and I watched in New Orleans? Yeah, that TV That's show that was on HBO. Yeah, that, that was That I can't robot. remember the name of. That we thought Paul oh, Giamatti. 30 coins? Yeah. 30 coins. Yeah, that was real bad. Uh, that is advertised with Paul Giamatti, and like we watched like five episodes of it. He never appeared. I don't know where he's supposed to be, and it's basically a <laughs> telenovela, like a supernatural Are you sure telenovela. you were watching the right thing? Yeah. We double-checked. We double-checked. It just wasn't good. It was over-the-top and terrible. Maybe he's in season two. I don't know. Maybe but... he's just got very uh, elaborate makeup. You can't tell. No, you can see him in the poster. 
No, I meant Mushu. In the show. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. just suddenly an attractive Latino man. An Rugged, overly attractive Latino ruggedly man. Ruggedly handsome sheriff. <laughs> or maybe he's not- the ridiculously attractive Latina. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Everyone in that show is stupid good looking. <laughs> like cartoonishly good looking. So over the top. Cartoonishly good looking. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're like, like just the like, right like, amount like of stubble. Squidward where you're just like how this can't this person's not real. Somebody made this person in a like, lab. Did they trim that guy's beard like every 5 minutes to make sure the stubble was the right length? At one hair at a time. Right, one hair. Yeah, with just those tiny little scissors. <laughs> Nobody looked like that in this movie. I mean, the captain's chest hair was pretty fantastic. It was pretty, yeah. Time, it, life during this time clearly sucked. Yeah. I was also thinking that the actress that played Ophelia is like 28 now, probably. Oh, I, I looked. Like, I wonder what she's, she's doing now. Her, she's I, in her mid- I looked up the, the IMDb. Like, she, you wouldn't recognize her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's an adult now. Right. Well, and I think she's one of those, she's probably one of those uh, TikTok and ass displaying ass display display. tiktok and ass displaying yeah this came out in 2008 like you said like 2000s is that weird time when yeah that was like 15 years ago but it seems like it was just a couple years ago like we were adults still that's Ophelia waving this in my face she looks like I recognize her but she I saw she her. She kind of looks like Demi Lovato. I saw her yeah, in something that. not too long ago, and I did not know it was her. Yeah. yeah. Well, what else is she? She's very in? pretty. The Sonara Chronicles from MTV that I never watched. Black Friday. Yeah, silly I me. Sees. I It was not the. It was not the Shanara. Shin- I don't know. Shanara Chronicles. Was Whatever it, it's is called. Is it Shanara or Shanara? I always, in my head, pronounced it Shanara, and I did see the first season of that, and I liked it. Oh, well, she was she was in a film called Jello, G E L O. Okay, are we done What's talking? Her name? Are uh, we Ivana Baquero? Uh, oops. Uh, yeah, Ivana Baquero. Yeah. Okay, Baquero. Uh, well, I did, wanted to make sure everybody had all of their notes in before we gave our rating. That's literally I that's, the. I mean, I don't. That's all my notes. I don't know who the. Uh, I don't know who the voice of of uh, the satyr is. Oh, the voice of Pan? Who uh, cares? I was kidding. Well, I mean, Doug Jones played Pan, because Doug Jones plays all of the freakish characters in Guillermo del Toro. He, play, he definitely that... played the Mitch McConnell character. Oh, maybe that was what? I don't maybe. Yeah, he, he was that. For he was anybody that who doesn't know who Doug Jones is, he's a very slender character actor he's that- He's Slender Man? Was, I think he actually played Slenderman. I mean, he um, was the the water guy in Shape of Water. He was the water guy in Hellboy. <laughs> yep, Hellboy. He was uh, the head so of the- He's the, the gent- he was, He's the water boy. He was the head of the gentleman in that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, God. Like, if there's a really creepy but amazing- I thought amazing, that guy's name was Camden Toy. But amazing creature in a film, then that it was that guy. That is a real thing. But he is, he's, he's one of, he's, he's Guillermo del Toro's Andy Serkis, basically. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he's also been in a ton of other stuff. Yeah, he has. Joe Mostly Jones. lots of makeup most of the time mm-hmm. in his career. Uh, oh, he was the he was in uh, Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, he was the the zombie dude. He's the yeah. What's his face that in, they dig up in both movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, ratings, ratings. 
You first. You have not seen this movie yet, okay. so you rate first. Despite the fact that Ophelia annoys the fuck out of me, I'm giving it 8.8 milk duds. Milk okay. duds because of the sour milk. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I guess I'll go nice since this is your, your, your choice. Um, I am going to give it a, a, an even nine. Okay. Uh, and that'll be uh, Sweet Tarts because uh, it's Ferrara Pan's Labyrinth. Oh. God, I hate you for that. That is so <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> what a dick. All right. I'm actually going to rate it a little bit lower than you two. I feel like oh, if I had rated this wow. before... Your My third, third viewing, I would have rated it higher, but on this third viewing, as, as wonderful as this, I still think this movie is, the characters just annoyed me a lot more I this get time it. around. They annoyed me the first time around. Um, So I'm going to give it eight pieces of candied ginger for obvious reasons. <laughs> I like candied ginger. I do too. And the little thing, the little guy on the box actually looks like a... Uh, so we're pretty much in consensus, though, like eight to nine for all of yeah. us. So that's pretty, pretty Yeah, I'm consensus. still highly rating it. You know it's what? not quite and as high it, as you guys. And I, I'll be honest. My rating, I think, actually did lower a little bit with this viewing, too. And yeah. it was mostly just because it was like, that's it? I thought I remembered more to this. It yeah. did feel brief in some ways. It is one of those things that I think is, again, we were younger when we saw it the first time. But not like, me. Loses a little bit of his magic, maybe, <laughs> maybe. on- I can see that. I mean, that happens. It's still, it's still a wonderful piece of art. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, and it's just, yeah. I I think the cinematography is. Yeah, visually, visually, it's ten. It's just for sure. People wise, the character wise, yeah. I just wanted to like the characters more. I have so much more. And they're not, uh, they're not terribly Mm multi-dimensional either, which doesn't. Yeah, I might. I'm, well, that's kind of a. I thing might talk me. myself into a lower rating. Well, even now. that's one of my things with Del Toro. I like. I I know that I'm going to visually enjoy his work, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of fifty fifty on whether I like his films. Uh, I think The Shape of Water is fucking terrible. I haven't seen it, so I liked it. It was weird. It's. I liked was it. Terrible. <laughs> and I, but I, and I haven't seen that latest one yet. Um, Pinocchio. No, that he didn't direct that. Oh, he only produced that one? Yeah, the guy who actually directed it just died. Oh, oh. shit. I that mean, sucks. his Hellboy was great. Carl Weathers directed Pinocchio. No, sorry. Right. R.I.P. Carl Weathers. The uh, the Orphanage, that, was, that one was good. That's, that a, was another, that's a produced. That was another... He, did, uh, he didn't direct Oh, Guillermo del Toro likes it when people die. <laughs> 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 but it's a happy ending. Devil's Backbone, there was Kronos, which was his first vampire movie. Oh, I don't know anything about that one. I've heard of it. I want to see. I kind of want to see that one. I, th- I don't know if I have mm. digital of that one. I think I have a digital of Devil's Backbone. Yeah, he's he's very hit or miss for me. So he's the Brian De Palma of Spain. And on that note, and now it actually makes me want to choose a Brian De Palma film. I was to oh, say, are boy. you? Is it your? But turn? I'm not it's going Dave's to. Okay. It is Dave's turn. Oh gosh, so what are you this choosing, is uh, David. There have been so many options. Is, there, is it going to be one that Amanda hasn't seen for once? <laughs> is it? Well, I was trying to find one that just she didn't watch, and then I'm like, 
I don't really want to watch any of this. I don't care if it's both of us. That's I just because I the ones that I haven't watched are the ones that aren't fucking worth watching. That's bullshit. And we're gonna get into some of those. <laughs> well, soon. no. So I'm picking something that neither one of you watched. Okay. Oh, okay. Because those were easier to come by than one where just Amanda hasn't seen it. Fair enough. So really, we're just helping you expand your. I'm all for it. I'm. I've not been mad about having to watch any of these movies. <laughs> It's just um, very weird that it's constantly always me. Always you. Always me. Always, always me. That's because you only watch old crap. Apparently. <laughs> Casablanca's old crap? Meh. You said it. <laughs> I, w- I'm not terribly w- interested in that. I oh, know we're God, gonna I up, couldn't care We're going to end up having to watch Seven it. Seven Samurai is a great I'm movie. I'm completely not interested in oh, that. Oh, we're going to watch some stuff. Uh, you know, you can just watch Star Wars instead. There you go. Or the Magnificent Seven. Well, Rogue One is Seven Samurai. The rest, right, the Magnificent just wa- Seven. Yeah. Just watch any Magnificent Seven. Doesn't even matter. What no, it is. don't watch the shitty remake. All right, Dave, what are All you right. picking? Well, it's we're, this is what episode five. Mm-hmm. I don't know something that like we'd that. be going into. <laughs> I think I so. so. And I think I've shown a, a fair amount of restraint in my one choice so far. Oh, God, we're going to go Eraserhead or something, aren't we? We're not going to go Eraserhead. I considered that for my choice just to make you watch it. But we are not not going that far away. I kind of figured. Okay. We're going to stay with David Lynch. As soon as he started talking, I knew it was going to be David Lynch. But but it's going to be... You mean Mulholland Drive? It's going to be Mulholland Drive. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Mulholland Drive is actually my favorite film of his. Uh... Just because I mean, from everything that I've heard, as much as people still don't know what happened, because you never know what happens in a David Lynch film, it's one of the more linear ones. It sort of is, but it's if anything, that's what makes it even more confusing. Mm. Uh, but it's it's I, I'm always curious to hear what what people's uh, you know theories on it might be. Um, I this is one that I feel like I know. Yeah. But it's well, sort- it could be fun to discuss but, what we all think the fuck happened. But that's I'm the thing. Well like that. They, I don't know that there's certain movies where like, and this is and Mulholland Drive will be one where maybe intellectually I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but like emotionally, I feel like I understand what happened. Okay, if that makes if that makes sense, like I. I understand the journey more than the steps to get there. Yeah, that's like me doing theorems in geometry. I know what the answer is. Don't ask me what all the steps. Well, I were. can't show my work. Um, exactly. Fair uh, there's, there's no. It's going to be interesting going from something by David Lynch and going into over the top. Oh wait, nah, I'm <laughs> I mean, we, it's on the list. I don't. I'm not uh, saying that is for sure. The pick. It's just that would be hilarious. That would, that would be. <laughs> The biggest left turn. The machine is on. Uh, I've decided that David Lynch doesn't know what David Lynch is doing, and it just he just gets a kick out of watching everyone have all these theories and think that they know and all of them. He's just like, no, I, I just made shit. I think he's fu- he's intentionally fucking with people. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, watch, having watched Twin Peaks. Not the movie, but the the show, the episode, that, of the and show. that was the 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 other choice. Right, I, I was it was like, Firewalk with me. Firewalk with and me. And I'm like, nah, nah. I couldn't yeah. get through Twin Peaks. I tried to watch it, but well, that's I, the to thing. me, I I've seen Eraserhead. Twin Peaks, I figure we start with something. Or, I can't look away from Eraserhead. It I, is worth watching in just the sense of what what am I watching? I will say, Dune, David Lynch's Dune, 
sucked. Uh, oh, everybody does. said that was terrible. Yeah. I've He's, also he seen, says um, it sucks. I've seen Blue Velvet. That's the other David Lynch that I've seen. Oh, I have not seen Blue Velvet. Which was another consideration. But again, trying to find something that Amanda hasn't seen. Fair enough. And and hey, we're we're starting at a good place with Lynch because this like I said, this is this is my favorite one. Uh, great. It doesn't have weirdly any of my like top five favorite Lynch moments. Okay. Because those are all just so bizarre that like just the random. They have dancing. to be like completely out of context. <laughs> yep. Uh but this like fil- it, as a film, it's the be- it's it looks the best. It uh, it doesn't sound the best. Hmm. It's got it's got a different soundtrack, sort of. But, but you know, whatever. whatever. We'll get there. we'll get yeah. there. We'll get into and, it. And um, uh, as Amanda now knows, she uh, has a uh, Criterion collection. Uh, do pan- I own pan- this too? No, you do not. I was to say. It is I don't think my husband would allow a David Lynch DVD <laughs> in our house. And, but you know what? He, he seen, hates him. But he's seen Mulholland Drive. And I don't think he hates Mulholland Drive because there's funny moments in it. Well, his, you know. I know his general phrase is fuck David Lynch. It's And you know why? <laughs> it's not because he doesn't like David Lynch's movies. It's because you and Chirag talked him into going to the opening of some David Lynch Look, movie. Look, that movie is still the worst David Lynch movie. Here Which in, one? His last one. What was that one called? In- Inland Empire. Inland Empire. Oh, that's Talked right. Talked him into going to the premiere here in Chicago in February. It was the second show. Which meant that Hector stood outside for an hour and a half. Probably longer. In like 20 degree weather. <laughs> it was it was very good. And therefore was not going to like Love it. anything that came after that. To be fair, that, that movie I tried to watch three other times. Every single time I fell asleep. Wow. Until the last time where I, I think said, we're done talking about Pan's Labyrinth, guys. If you uh, want to just tune out, well, we got to outro the show first. Okay, outro the show then. Yeah, let's and outro the show, and then we'll talk about David Lynch more, <laughs> and also more in the next episode, which will be all about David Lynch what? and Mulholland Drive. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this episode of Films Like the First Time. Uh, we don't have a Facebook page because we're just doing this for the shits and giggles mostly. But you can follow our, our parent organization, Memoriam Development, on Facebook. Also, if you want to suggest a movie for us to watch, uh, as long as one of us hasn't seen it, we will watch it. Uh, you can email us at memoriamdevelopment at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, but uh, for the most part, give us a rate and review on iTunes if you do. We love you for it. Really, I do. I love you for it. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Next time will be Mulholland Drive. I'm Nick. I'm Dave. Amanda. I'm Dave. Talk to you next time.
Memoriam Development. Oh. 